Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi! Thanks for joining me for episode 123 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the witchy, wild, and free creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, Back at Blog Talk Radio. And speaking of Blog Talk Radio, you may remember that last week we had a little bit of some fuzz going on. Um, I heard from some of you that it was okay. It was a little fuzzier in the beginning, um, but tolerable. But I, I can tell calling in just now, again, it has that same fuzz going on. So I did right before last week's episode, they were showing me this, like, click this button to improve the audio sound. You know, it's free, and we will upgrade your system. So I did, and it ruined the sound. So I'll try to un-sign up for that. I I think that's what's causing the problem. So I apologize if this episode is also fuzzy, um, especially because I am going to be breaking out into some dazzling vocal stylings such as these. Are you prepared? Because there's going to be more singing today. (laughs) And it goes a little something like, let the rivers run, let all the dreamers wake the nation. Yes, I am a total geek. And I am definitely crazy for referencing the movie Working Girl again. How many times have I talked about Working Girl and the lead character of the movie Working Girl, Tess McGill? I don't know why I have to keep talking about this, but apparently I have to keep talking about this. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Tess McGill is the lead character of my favorite movie, Working Girl. It was directed by Mike Nichols in the late 80s. And that really goofy song that, well, it's goofy when I do it. (laughs) Um, It's the theme song throughout the whole movie. It was written and sung by Carly Simon. And the lyrics that I just, I'll just say them to you for those of you who can't tolerate such warbling. It's, let the river run, let all the dreamers wake the nation. That is relevant to what I want to talk to you about today. It's how I named my show. (laughs) And today is just one of those days when I know that I'm at risk of sounding redundant because so much of what I want to talk about, I've already talked about. But I guess I just want to talk about it again because it's what's in my heart and on my mind. And the best I can do is show up for you as is and really share from a place of passion. So I'm just going to go there and I hope that it serves you in some way. I think that for me, 
I get hung up on certain ideas because I just, I haven't exhausted them yet. I haven't fully integrated them or, and they're just, they're still alive for me. And some of them never seem to die, (laughs) especially things that give me inspiration like Tess McGill from Working Girl. They just, that's a way for me to let the river run. And that will make more sense as I get further into this episode and what I'm talking about, the river of your creativity, your creative life, your creative flow. In that way, things like Working Girl, Jack White, you'll hear me talk about certain things from pop culture a lot that I just, I don't know, I hook into them and they just become a part of my personal mythology. I'm really excited to see so much talk lately about pop paganism, pop witches, pop magic, people who use pop culture and integrate that into their personal spiritual practice. I did a post or a podcast here quite a while ago about creating your own pop pantheon (laughs) and using images and icons from our current culture in your own practice. So it's just exciting to see this happening um, and becoming a trend because it's something I really relate to. And as silly as it seems, I actually, I don't think it's silly. I think it's deep and personal. I think this is why we have superheroes and movie stars and comic books and cartoons. These are our, this is the mythology of today. These are the gods of today in a way. So anyway, that I didn't even mean to go on that tangent. I just do that sometimes when my river is flowing. <laughs> my creativity, the river just kind of like whoop, it decides to flow over here and then whoop, it decides to flow over there. But um, the image too that I used today on Facebook to promote today's show is an image I have already posted Um I I made it into a different little meme thingy, but I've used this image before. But it was so perfect for today because it's a picture, um, Melanie Griffith, if you haven't seen the movie, back in the day when she had some really beautiful, healthy fat in her cheeks and just a really angelic, gorgeous face, and she was so alive as this character, Tess McGill. She played the lead character in Working Girl. So she's on this, I think it's a poster, she's in the image, She looks like she's been crying, which I think is really relevant to what we're talking about today, Um, rivers being representative of this flow, and she's looking out literally onto a river. She's in uh, Manhattan, you know, standing out looking over a river, and her new haircut and a borrowed coat, because she has not yet become the woman that she is becoming in this story. She, in this image, she's in the in-between time. She's in a kind of personal limbo between the test she used to be and the test she is becoming. And then also in this image, the Statue of Liberty is there in the distance as a promise of freedom and the liberation that she's going to experience if she can continue to let her passionate heart and her creative desire guide her something about what I'm saying I'm like watching myself from the outside (laughs) looking in and I'm doing all these big hand gestures and now there's this little voice creeping into my mind going what are you doing they have no idea who Tess McGill is (laughs) 
Uh, I'm sorry if you have no idea who I'm talking about. Let me wrap this up. I, I, I've talked about, okay, the reason I used this image before and the reason I'm using it again today and the reason I've talked about Tess McGill plenty and the reason I wanted to talk about her again today is because of the river symbolism and to demonstrate that we are all creative individuals. I didn't want to use a picture of a super what the cliche of what a creative person is because there are many ways to be creative and in this movie Tess is not a painter or a singer or a writer or anything that people typically associate with creativity in fact she is the opposite she works in the mergers and acquisitions department of a Wall Street investment bank (laughs) how sexy is that Um, And that is something that most people would see as totally not creative. But for Tess McGill, it is. She approaches her job from a highly creative standpoint, and it is her passion for making connections. Like in her mind, she loves to, like, scour the news and make connections. It's what makes her really brilliant, and how it, it's how she keeps coming up again and again with such original ideas. And these are such original ideas that the creative, the less than creative people around her, the people who are just there for the money or the power, they're more than happy to steal from her because she doesn't yet have any power in her industry. She just has this amazing gift. So the people that do have power, they keep stealing from her because they're just there for the money and the power, but she's there for the joy. She's there for the creativity. She is in the flow, so she has a special gift, and they keep stealing her ideas. But she is so in the flow of creativity that the flow doesn't stop. The new ideas just keep coming her way. Like, people can take that from her, but there's another one right behind it and another one and another one because she's in the flow. And in the end, she's victorious because this gift she has is finally recognized because she's got gumption. Gumption, Miss McGill. Okay, that's my final <laughs> my final Tess McGill moment, hopefully for a while. Um, but two other people that I've already mentioned here are actually – They're internet friends of mine, but isn't it weird how you can start to care for people that you've never met, That how we can get to know people on the internet. But these two people to me really, they are creative people, but they don't, as far as I know, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think they make their living being creative. So one is my friend JR, who he he inspires me all the time. I don't know if he thinks I'm just being polite or nice or kind <laughs> when I'm always telling him, you're amazing, you're awesome, you inspire me, but it's true. He consistently inspires me. He sold all his possessions, got himself a Jeep and an RV, and just started driving around the country, and he happens to be a photographer. So he takes these gorgeous, haunting photographs And he posts them on Instagram and Facebook. And you can tell he's in the flow and that he's living his life as his art. And he's not doing it because he wants to be powerful. He's not doing it because he wants to make money. He's doing it just because he's in the flow and he can't help himself and he's being creative. 
Another person like this for me is my friend Erica, who is a busy mom who decided to take up ballet. And, like, something happened. Her daughter... Her daughter got into ballet, so she joined ballet with her daughter. They signed up at the same time, but Erica has, like, whoo, just bloomed and blossomed and come to life in this way that just, it never ceases to amuse and delight and inspire me because she's, like, doing the full-on, like, doing the dance recitals and wearing the outfits and posting pictures of her on the internet, like, dressed in the full-on ballet gear, and she's in the flow, and you can see just this like streak of joy that just it just keeps going and going and going. It doesn't get old for her. And as far as I can tell, she's doing it for the pleasure. So everyone has creativity. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to be a photographer. For you, it could be working in the mergers and acquisitions department of a Wall Street investment bank. It really could be. <laughs> it, it could just be in the way you approach your job or the way you approach being a parent. In the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year group, you know, for every module we do a Crafty Witch project. And it's I, people don't say this as much anymore, I, 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 but in the beginning especially, I would get a lot of like, I'm not a very creative person, okay, here's my project, because a lot of times, you know, we always do a project together, and then some people, we don't do it all at once, but, it, you know, you do it over the course of this module, and then you're invited to share, and some people will take pictures of whatever the project is, and then they'll share it with the group. And a lot of times, um, especially more in the past, I noticed this happening less and less, but people would be like, oh, I'm not very creative, but here's this thing I made. And it's always funny how creative it is and how beautiful it is and how even people that don't see themselves as being creative, they can make something really artsy and cool looking so the river runs through everyone i think this river of creativity which i haven't even mentioned yet is inspired along with everything else i've done this month um by clarissa pinkola's women who run with the wolves i'm really thinking about this chapter that she did called clear water nourishing the creative life which is why I wanted to think about this. I just started making my own connections because this show is my flow. I'm like Tess that way. I like make all these little connections about like, oh, this one song and oh, this one movie and then this quote from this book and somehow it all makes sense to me. So we all have a river inside. It's just a matter of like, you know, we all have this creative flow that I think we're supposed to be in, you know, and people say, go with the flow, man, or I'm your, you know, you need to get into the flow. I think this is what we're talking about. The create, the divine creative energy that flows through all things. It can get stopped up. There can be a dam blocking your flow and you might have to unkink your flow to get it flowing again, but it's there. It's always there. And there are things you can do to get it flowing again. Something that I learned from Kim Huggins genius, brilliant woman, is how river imagery shows up again and again in Tarot, at least in the Rider-Waite system, which is what I, I work with mostly, and especially in the Tarot Illuminati, which is the main deck that I read with. I read with it every day, and it's the deck for which Kim Huggins wrote the companion book. I have learned 
so much from this woman. So again, another person that I have to mention over and over and over again. Kim Huggins is definitely making it into the pop pantheon for me. Um, but she explores in this companion book this recurring river theme from a variety of angles. As you make your way through the book, you start to notice her bringing this up again and again, depending on the card that you pull and you're reading on. But um, a couple of highlights from that are in the Five of Cups, there is an image of a cold, snow-bracketed river. And the Five of Cups can be a card of grief and loss and sadness and depression. And she she gives little subtitles to each card, which really helps you kind of remember what that card stands for. It, it really, for me, it always takes the imagery, the visual imagery, that much deeper. So she refers to the Five of Cups as the River of Tears. And she points out that as water represents emotion and rivers are flowing, they represent flowing emotion, which means that in terms of grief or sorrow, this too shall pass, as all things are eventually carried downstream. Unless, of course, you know, you have a dam <laughs> and you block that flow up. Then you can stay stuck in the grief for a very long time. Um, she also makes a really interesting comparison to um, in the Six of Swords. I don't know if you're familiar with the tarot, but typically in a Six of Swords card, there's the imagery of a woman and a child. They look sad, like usually the woman has a hood and her head is kind of bowed and she's, you know, gathered around her child in a kind of protective way. You have a sense that they're escaping something or moving away from something or moving towards something, um, but they're in a boat and the boat is being ferried by a man from one shore to another. So she makes this comparison between the Six of Swords imagery and the ancient Greek myth of the ferryman who ferries the souls of the recently dece deceased across the river Styx, which is another cool thing about Kim Huggins and this um, companion guide to the Tarot Illuminati. She Golly, she gets into all kinds of different mythologies and alchemy. I've really learned a lot about alchemy from reading this book, so totally recommend that. Um, but this whole idea of Six of Swords being representative in a way of this crossing of the River Styx, it's totally perfect because this card and that ancient myth, they both represent navigating the liminal times of our life. They're about leaving one kind of life behind and being in limbo until you get to another which is what I was saying about that image of Tess McGill kind of being you know in the in-between time and that image that I shared on Facebook oops I said I wouldn't mention her again tonight <laughs> anyway um they both involve that flow of water and the river of sticks the river of of tears and how if you can stay in flow you won't stay in that liminal period forever you can trust it you can go with the flow and know that you're in, mo in movement toward you know better shores and i'm not just talking about sadness here i'm just talking about creativity really 
But um, as I shared in yesterday's Book Nerd post, the last Book Nerd post for this Women Who Run With the Wolves Book Nerd series that I've been doing every Monday on the blog, um, there's a quote that I shared there from Clarissa Pinkola Estes that says, of tears, since we're speaking of the river of tears, tears are a river that take you somewhere. Weeping creates a river around the boat that carries your soul life. Tears lift your boat off the rocks, off dry ground, carrying it downriver to someplace new, someplace better. And she goes on to say that your creative ability And remember, I'm talking about your creative emotional life as a creative human expression of the divine. I'm not saying as an artist. I'm saying this applies to everyone. (laughs) She goes on to say that your creative ability is your most valuable asset because it gives outwardly and feeds inwardly at every level. The psychic, spiritual, mental, emotive, and economic again you know money the flow of money that's something so many of us struggle with Um, she says that the wild nature pours out endless possibilities acts as birth channel invigorates slakes thirst satiates satiates our hunger for deep and wild life ideally this creative river has no dams on it no diversions especially no misuse and I feel another song coming on. <laughs> this one is a Christian song again for my past. This is what happens when you grow up in a church that sings a lot. <laughs> but this is really this is really funny because it's so interesting to me how all religions they have these things in common and then they fight with who holds the real truth when they all contain the truth and we all contain the truth within and there's so many different images and symbols and songs that say the exact same thing over and over and over again. So let me be goofy here and sing this really goofy song for you quickly. I'll just (laughs) be a nut for like 20 seconds. Bear with me. But it goes like this. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And then it goes into a whole other (laughs) goofy part, like spring up, oh, well, splish, splash. And there's little, like, hand motions and everything. But isn't that crazy how what I just sang is just so exactly what Clarissa Pinkola is talking about in Women Who Run With The Wolves. It's exactly what Kim Huggins is talking about in The Complete Guide to Tarot Illuminati. It's what that image that I was describing of Tess McGill standing at the river was talking about. So cool. I just love to make these connections and share them with you. And then the real heart of that chapter, as every chapter in Women Who Run With The Wolves is, is based around a story, a folk tale, a little myth that she tells. And this one is called La Llorona, which I think means the river. And it's a story about a river and a man who pollutes a river. And um, I'm not going to get into that story because I only have a couple months or a couple of months. I've got a couple months left to sit here and talk to you. I've got a couple minutes left. 
But I, I think it's interesting um, the way that we're poisoning our planet and our rivers and our oceans and our everything and how she used that to talk about poisoning our creative flow and how that stops us up and creates a dam. Um, I shared one day in this little tiny mastermind group of three that I'm a part of that I was grooving on this particular chapter of Women Who Run With The Wolves. This was a few months ago. And my friend Lenora was like, oh, my gosh, no way. And then she went and took a picture. I can't remember if it was a page out of her journal or if it's a piece of paper that she taped to the wall of her office for inspiration. But she had actually written down all nine points that I was super excited about that come off this folktale. So first, Clarissa Pinkola, she tells um, – this folktale, The Man on the River, that's what it's called. I'm flipping through my book right now. And then she has this section called Taking Back the River, which is about unkinking your flow, how to get back into the flow. And she has these nine points. And I was trying to like be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so inspired about this and excited. And Lenora was like, no way. Oh, my gosh, I totally, I wrote those down. And I, and I refer to that when I need inspiration. And she did. She had them all like bullet pointed out with little notes and actually dragged that onto my desktop and and kept it for myself because I thought it was so cool. But um, you'll have to read the book to read what she has to say about each of these nine points, but I'll tell you right now what they are. For taking back the river, they are, one, receive nurturance. Two, respond. Three, be wild. Four, begin. Five, protect your time. Six, stay with it. Seven, protect your creative life. Eight, craft your real work. And nine, lay out nourishment for the creative life. And something in the back of my mind is going, I think there's ten. I think you missed one. Maybe I did miss one. I don't know. But those are the nine that um, I actually wrote down to share with you today. And it's fitting that I would bring up Lenora now because it's all her fault that I did Witches Who Run With The Wolves for July. She is the reason I picked up Women Who Run With The Wolves to begin with. This is like her Bible, and she is a highly creative woman who lives and shares her life as her art. She is in the flow, and if she ever gets out of the flow, she knows how to get right back into it. And she is a really beautiful friend to have. I'm so Super honored to know her. I didn't know what the hell she was talking about when she recommended this book to me at first. <laughs> it took me a long time to get into it. I was like, um, Lenore, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think this is for me. It's The language was just, it seemed like kind of flowery and redundant, and I was just not feeling it. And she said, I'll never forget this. She goes, oh, well, maybe you're just not ready for it yet. And my ego was like, what are you talking about? I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> Maybe she was right. I don't know. Because I kept trying. I kept trying. I kept trying. I kept picking it up. And then one day it clicked. And one day I saw where 
what was happening, where she was going, why she was repeating herself, why she spoke in this like flowery language that pulled from all these different cultures. And it, it made sense and it clicked and it became a Bible for me too. So Lenora, if you're listening, thank you so much. And if you don't know who Lenora is, her name is Lenora Henson. She's a damn good writer. And if you haven't read her novel series, The Wicked Garden, it starts with The Wicked Garden. I highly recommend picking that up just for the pleasure of it and maybe to unkink the flow of your own wild river of creativity. 90 seconds. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio Lady. (laughs) And then unkink your flow. Unkink Your Flow is literally one of the features of the Autumn Transition Module of the Psycho Spirits Wheel of the Year. Um, That is a coincidence. I wrote that in 2013. I didn't know I was going to be talking about this now. It just so happens I am, and I think it's an awesome piece of synchronicity that I'm thinking about. And the Autumn Transition is coming up. Um, It's technically August 1st. You know, Lamas, Lunasad, all of that. But I'm just talking about using all of August and the beginning part of September to transition from summer into autumn. So if you want to do that, go to www.psychospiritualwheelofthyear.com and you can sign up for that. Once you sign up, you're a part of the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year group forever, whether you buy another module or not. And it is the most kick ass group of magical, magical, magical people I have ever had the privilege of being a part of. So, anywho, next week I will be back here talking about the occult because August theme is all about the occult. And I'm until we meet again, much love, peace.